Welcome to the NutriBlends Animal Ag Podcast, where we tell the truth about American agriculture. On this podcast, false rumors are run out of town. Misleading marketing gets called out for what it is. And you better have good science to back up your claims or you're getting a boot. You hear me? I'm John Ratzenberger, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. The immune system is a complicated topic that seems to evolve every year. With new innovations, we're learning more about the amazing things it does and where the immune responses can occur. Today, we will take a deep dive into this complex subject. Ellen Davis received her B.S. in animal science from North Carolina State University, an M.S. in animal nutrition from Oklahoma State University, and Ph.D. from the University of Arkansas, where her research focused on nutritional immunology in the young pig. So, the immune system is fairly complicated. How do swine producers make sense of it? The immune system and its response is extremely complex. So, when I'm thinking about the immune system, I like to think of it as analogous to a symphony orchestra. The immune system, like the orchestra, is made up of a multitude of individual components, such as the different types of immune cells and the cytokines that they'll produce. Cytokines are communication molecules. And like the immune system or like the symphony orchestra and the immune system, the instruments in the symphony and the musical notes they play in the case of the orchestra are, I like to think, similar to that immune system um, cells and communication molecules. And just like the music in the orchestra, when it plays, you may not recognize it if it was only like one instrument that played or one note that was played. The immune system really doesn't make sense or it can't be understood by measuring only one aspect of it. Uh, For example, measuring an immunoglobulin or an antibody concentration or the level of one cytokine in the blood is not going to tell you very much about the whole immune health of an animal. Well, how do you measure the immune system so it's understandable and relatable to animal health and uh, productivity? To make sense of the immune system, it's best to measure as many different aspects of that immune system as possible, meaning the numbers and different types of immune cells, their functions, For example, there are many different tissues that the immune system acts in, so measuring as many of those tissues as you possibly can, the gastrointestinal tract, in the blood, in the liver, and the spleen. So it's a daunting task, to say the least. But of all that information that can be interpreted to understand the immune system holistically, it's much like you'd recognize Beethoven's Fifth Symphony as a whole, but you probably wouldn't if you only heard one note of it. So there's no way to make sense of it. Well, I'm saying to make sense of the immune system, it's best not to focus on the details, but instead think of the immune system as a big picture. I like to think of the immune system and its response falling into one of two categories. Try and keeping it simple with just two categories. Generally, is the immune response inflammatory or is it regulatory? Well, what do you mean by the terms uh, inflammatory and regulatory? Most of us understand inflammation as a negative response to disease. When you get sick, you get a fever, or there's pain associated with a sprained ankle. And both of these responses, the fever and the pain, are derived from inflammation from the immune system. And the immune system has a role in both of these pathologies. But it's the corresponding regulatory aspect of the immune system that people often don't think about. 
whenever there's an inflammatory immune response, there's a corresponding immune response to regulate that inflammation or to bring that host back to homeostasis. In other words, back to equilibrium or a steady state. So both of those two aspects, both inflammation and regulation, are needed. Well, how does that relate to the pig on the farm? When we think about the pig, the pig may have a fever response as the immune system mounts an inflammatory defense against some bacterial or viral disease challenge. Or the pig can have an inflammatory response in the gut to repair disease damage or tissue damage that comes from disease or an off-feed event like weaning. But in both of these examples, to resolve the disease challenge or to repair the damaged gut tissue, the immune system must mount a regulatory response to control that inflammation. Without the immune regulation, the inflammatory response would not be managed or controlled, and the pig system would not return to homeostasis. And ultimately, the system designed to ensure the pig has its best chance of survival, the immune system itself, actually can become its demise. So which is better for the pig, inflammation or regulation of an immune response? Both are important. The pig needs the inflammatory response to defend against disease challenges and to heal damaged tissue uh, in the body, like in the example of the gut with that off-feed event or a disruption of the gut epithelium. But if this inflammation is chronic, meaning it, it occurs chronically over time and goes unchecked, it can have a negative effect on pig productivity. For example, inflammation can signal to the brain to reduce feed intake. If the pig doesn't eat, it doesn't grow. And it can also shift the partitioning of nutrients toward fat deposition instead of lean tissue. So in other words, the inflammation associated with the immune system can influence how much feed is needed for lean tissue deposition, which is really our goal in pig production. So the pig also needs an immune response and that inflammation associated with it to optimize its health and productivity. But if the immune system's overregulated, meaning the regulation comes in and you end up with an immunosuppressive state, immunosuppression is when the immune response to disease is suppressed and the pig can't mount a protective response. And this results in high mortality loss and the pigs succumb to the disease. Pigs undergoing chronic inflammatory immune responses don't grow well or efficiently, but immunosuppressed pigs that die from disease they can't defend themselves in, they don't grow at all. So each of these immune responses need to be balanced to generate an appropriate immune response that brings that pig to a homeostatic state. The the term homeostasis keeps coming up in our discussion here. Can you tell the audience a little more about how this relates to the immune system? Sure. Several years ago, I attended a talk given by Dr. Gary Huffnagel on how probiotics influence immune development and function. And this was a a human probiotic talk. So he's a human medical doctor. He studies probiotic supplements for humans and how that impacts immunity in humans. And he actually made a statement in that talk that I thought was pretty radical at the time. He said, and I paraphrase, that if the role or job of the immune system was to defend the host against foreign invaders, it's doing a horrible job. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? You know, everybody knows the immune system is a defense system for the host to protect the host from disease, and we're all still alive, so it must be working. And then Huffnagel went on to explain that there's a large population of bacteria living in your gastrointestinal tract, and the immune system's doing nothing about it. In fact, the immune system exists and interacts in harmony with these foreign invaders, so to speak, for example, in your gastrointestinal tract. So the immune system's real role 
must be to maintain homeostasis or a steady state in the host. And if you think about it that way, it starts to make sense and the immune system starts to make sense. A microbe only causes disease when it disrupts homeostasis in the host. So the host and the immune system's defense against that disease is an attempt to restore that homeostasis when it's disrupted. To put it another way, the immune system only defends against the foreign invaders when those invaders disrupt the homeostasis or steady state of the host. Well, how do vaccines fit into this discussion on the immune system and pig productivity? Vaccines are just one aspect of immunity, um, and they're a great immunological tool that pig producers use to harness the pig's immune response and focus it on a disease target. And a lot of people are pretty familiar with the whole vaccine and vaccination process. Uh, The vaccines are designed to mount a specific protective immune response against some agent causing disease in the pig, I mean, or in the humans. So the pig then generates protective antibodies specific against the disease and the vaccine that it was designed for. And the immune system also will generate memory so that the next time the pig is exposed to that specific disease, the immune system's response is very, very quick so that the pig may not even manifest any symptoms of disease from that vaccination. Um, But the immune response to that vaccine comes at a price. The pig must utilize resources and mount the immune response to a vaccine that instead would be used for growth and productivity. So it's not unusual for producers to notice a drop in growth performance from the vaccination response uh, when they vaccinate their pigs. Well, how do the pig producers decide what to vaccinate for or should they not vaccinate at all? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, and vaccinations are a powerful tool to protect herd health and should be incorporated into any herd health plan for any for any herd. Swine producers should work with their veterinarians to develop a vaccine strategy so their herd can get benefit from the cost of vaccinating based on that cost-benefit ratio. So there's that productivity cost of vaccinating and then the benefit that you're going to get for herd health. So working with a veterinarian to ensure that you're protecting herd health with the vaccination while optimizing the productivity cost of vaccinating and then the benefit that you're going to get for herd health. So working with a veterinarian to ensure that you're protecting herd health with the vaccination while optimizing the productivity of the herd is critical. Hmm. Well, uh, are there any, uh, I don't know, immune indicators that are strongly associated with growth performance in pigs? I've been getting pressed on that question since I started studying immunology in grad school. Mm-hmm. And I've always answered that there is no one or even two biomarkers. That's what they term for that, what you can measure that indicates um, health or productivity. No biomarkers that really measure whether an immune response is good or bad, or if it's predictive for health or improved growth performance. But over the course of my years researching immune markers in pigs, one measurement that consistently associates with growth performance in pigs is one of the acute phase proteins termed alpha-1 acid glycoprotein. There were several of these acute phase proteins that you can measure in the blood serum that you can obtain from a pig. Um, But alpha glycoprotein is one that seems to make the most sense and correlate most closely with average daily gain. Hmm. Well, can you you tell me a little bit more about this acute phase protein, the uh, alpha-1 acid glycoprotein? Sure. Alpha-1 acid glycoprotein is a mouthful and it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. So often we'll just call it alpha glycoprotein for short. And it's even been abbreviated AGP, 
but that acronym gets confused nowadays with antibiotic growth promoters. People tend to refer to antibiotic growth promoters as AGP. So I'll just call it alpha glycoprotein for ease. All right. Um, so, so, so alpha glycoprotein increases in the systemic circulation in response to stressors. So a weaning stress when the pigs are moved from the sow, an environmental stress, let's say it's in a dirty environment with lots of pathogens, or any disease challenge the pig undergoes, all of these serve as a stress that will actually increase alpha-glycoprotein in systemic circulation. So therefore, alpha-glycoprotein can serve as a general indicator that there's an inflammatory environment in the pig. So it doesn't tell you very much about really what's happening in the immune response, essentially like where that inflammation came from, from the immune system, but it does give you an overall measure of inflammation that's occurring in that, in that pig. So alpha glycoprotein is negatively associated with the growth response in pigs. And what that means is when blood levels of alpha glycoprotein are high, the pig's relative growth performance, let's say average daily gain or body weight, is relatively low. So alpha glycoprotein measures inflammation, and when inflammation's high, the pig exhibits a reduced growth rate. And whenever I've conducted a research trial with a feed additive or something that should improve uh, productivity or growth response in the pig, and I've measured alpha glycoprotein in the context of that research trial, if the alpha glycoprotein concentration in serum is lower in the pigs fed the treatment diet compared to the control pigs, their body weight gain would be greater. Now, I'll cautiously state that pig serum levels of alpha glycoprotein are somewhat predictive of growth performance in pigs. So, to wrap up, how do you recommend pig producers use immune measurements to make management decisions on their farm? It's not really practical for producers to measure immune factors on farm. Even the easy alpha glycoprotein still requires a blood sample, and the assay itself is relatively expensive. So, I'm not sure how usable that information would be that they would get from that anyway. But producers that are looking for ways to boost pig health with less reliance on the use of antibiotic in feed have options. There are lots of feed additive products on the market that tout themselves as supporting immune function. So when producers are making decisions about which of the available health-promoting feed additives that they should choose, ask to see the data that supports that immune health benefit. And if the product that promotes that can show you that data and connect that to other benefits the customer will notice, such as an improvement in body weight gain, feed efficiency, or reduction in morbidity or mortality, then that feed additive company, if they can make that connection between the immune mode of action of their product and the immune system and productivity, then the producer can have confidence that the company's developed the product and knows how it should be applied and when it should be administered to provide the benefit. That was a pretty deep discussion, huh? I'd like to thank Dr. Davis from Arm & Hammer for joining us today, and I encourage our listeners to tune in next week to see what's on tap in animal agriculture.